0: DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their Daily Odds Boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to
1: $1,000
0: for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ooh. I got to find a new way to start this show. Welcome to That's Good Broncos, the podcast slash YouTube show that just never stops ever. I'm Brandon Perna. I can barely say my name correctly here with Will Keys, the first, that's an oldie. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings (laughs) Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Make sure you use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of them. Take full advantage of those DraftKings with DNVR. Also my coffee company, bitchwarmerbrew.com. Uh, organic, ethically sourced, just really fucking good coffee. All the dollars of proceeds go to me. So if you wanna buy that shit, you can. And uh, today we've got some Broncos stuff to talk about, uh, quarterbacks they're thinking about maybe bringing in, a little best and worst of Broncos moments this season, and a little bit of Buffalo Bills talk, since I am pandering to Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, but that's not, I wouldn't say pandering, because I genuinely like the Buffalo Bills, and I always have. Yeah. I wrote a paper about their their comeback against the Oilers in the playoffs uh, when I was a child. So I have followed them for a long time, uh, and we're doing well with them on YouTube and Twitter, not so much on Reddit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we we took the Bills video about them beating up on uh, the Patriots on Monday Night Football and posted it uh onto the bill subreddit and it was met with general acclaim i think like 15 likes or something or upvotes or whatever something like that uh but a few of the comments were like uh couldn't make it past the intro uh this is cringe yeah. um you know whatever one one guy was like can't make it past the intro is it even worth watching it's like if you're going to like take the time to write that and comment is it worth watching why don't you just like hit the skip arrow a couple times and find out for yourself?
0: Yeah, just watch the video or like me. a ten minute video. <laughs> uh,
1: I think that has more to do with. Um, I, it says more about Reddit than it says about the Buffalo Bills. Because uh, I know I know the Bills fans to be generally good people. And yeah, with a sense of
0: fucking humor too. I, I know people
1: on Reddit to be uh, generally um, not very funny, not very original. Uh, and yeah, uh, um, definitely not a sense of humor.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I have a love hate relationship with Reddit. Um, I do too because there's certain parts of it that are cool. Yeah, like the Broncos Reddit is, I mean, it helped me build my show, you know what I mean? And yeah, they're great. They're great. People are still cool there. I can post whatever. There's always like at least one or two funny things from the Broncos in the thread. It's not all these football nerds who only want to consume football nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, But like, yeah, if you go to the NFL Reddit, people take it way too serious. Uh, It's like, you got to go to the NFL comedy or meme Reddit or whatever the fuck it is. It's like, just, it's all football. Like, Mm -hmm. have a little fun with it. Um, And yeah, cringe as fuck. Dude, that intro was so fucking awkward. I couldn't make, make it past it. That, like... That's the point. So, you, I, yeah. To me, I'm like, I did the right thing then because the whole point of the intro was making it as dumb as possible, and uh, I just have a hard time understanding a, when people don't understand the dumb that a show.
1: Thing. It's it's dumb on purpose. Yeah. Uh, it is meant to like highlight just some of the the dumb things that we <laughs> see watching grown men play, uh,
0: yeah. you know, a, a game i saw josh allen do something funny it looked like he was having a seizure when he was trying to dance and i was like oh this is great yeah. how do i make this even dumber and uh that's uh, <laughs> it's funny because like to me i thought that was the best part of the episode and then it gets posted somewhere you're not uh, you don't have your fans at yeah and they just shit all over it instantly and you're like oh i, I think
1: um like coffee like bench warmer brew uh, the, our videos are sometimes an acquired taste. Yeah, no, that's the true. People who get on to it, um, They're loyal. they stay for a really long time. They're extremely loyal, <clears throat> and we love them. And Bills Mafia, I think if they had a little more time with us, uh, they would be um, they they would grow to love us. I think. Yeah. In sort of a uh, Stockholm syndrome kind of way. But speaking about <sighs> the Bills, and we want to get someone. On next week to talk about the Bills, yeah, because they're just an interesting story at this point.
0: We're definitely um, going to get Dan, Dan Mitchell. I think it's Dan Mitchell.
1: Dan Mitchell. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look him up. But we tried to get OJ. He was busy. Uh, he has, he has to golf or you know, to make a Twitter video or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> like both at the um, same time. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. Uh, anyway, it's me. Good news for the Bills and their fans because they really deserve this. Um, and uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, universally revered figure, <laughs> he announced today that the Bills will be able to hold 6,700 fans in their stadium for their home playoff game. Uh, so I think with the Bill Stadium, that's an old stadium. I don't know their capacity, but that's probably like a, you know, an eighth, an eighth or more capacity. And I really love this because they've played without fans all year in that stadium. Yeah. And this is such a big moment for them. They get a home playoff game for the first time since 1995 and they just deserve it. Like it's, it would be something cruel, I think. And I, I hate that. They won't get a full stadium of Bills fans, although I think we'll get it in the near future. Uh, but it's it's a good thing to do to get them in the stadium and, and get some people who are huge Bills fans and, and can do the testing or whatever. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be huge for the team too.
0: Yeah, I think it'll give them a little extra um, juice. I think this team would yeah. be a lot of fun to watch when they play off of the emotion, uh, and enthusiasm of a home crowd. It's They don't even need it. Like, they already play excited football and it looks like they're having fun. Or maybe fun. Is, it, is
1: it a bad idea? They've played so well without <laughs> fans all season. Why switch around now?
0: No, I, think it, <laughs> I, I don't, don't think it'll hurt them. Uh, they're also – it looks like they're built to win for a while. So uh, – I agree. They'll get to experience this a hopefully lot. next season. Yeah. Uh, they're built to win for a while, unlike the Broncos, who – I don't know when they'll be good again. Uh, This offseason is going to probably be pretty key for for that. Um, I saw on Twitter Ben Albright mentioned three veteran quarterback names that the Broncos might be considering to bring in for competition. Uh, Neither names were uh, Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford, like you and I talked about in the last episode. Here are the names (laughs) Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew as veteran competition for Drew Locke. I've got my opinion, Mm. but I'll I'll let you go first on this one, Will. I think they're all really good backups.
1: Yeah. I don't think think any any of them actually,
0: well, where
1: it is. I think uh, Minshew's different. Yeah. I think Minshew and Minshew Dalton are kind of, you know, they're good, like, long-haul backups, I think. They're good. Dak Prescott gets hurt. Andy Dalton's a good option to turn to, generally speaking. Hasn't been great all season, but uh, you could do a lot worse there.
0: Yeah.
1: I heard – because I, I listened to the Mike Kliss interview on uh, the radio, and he brought up Stafford, too. Oh, did he? If the, if the money's right yeah and if he gets released which you know we still don't know that that's gonna happen yeah that's not a- set in stone but right so that's uh, but that's not like that's a totally different situation because you don't bring in Stafford obviously for competition you bring in Stafford and to it's start. his job
0: yeah
1: you probably send Locke somewhere else which if you want to do that you know that's um I think that's, you know, probably a... uh, I'd do it. I'd do it in a second. I would do it in a
0: second. One second.
1: (laughs) One second? How much money, though? I don't care. Okay, (laughs) what if all right? you you get Stafford, you can't pay Von Miller anymore?
0: Yeah, that's tough. Um,
1: That's kind of, you know, that's a little bit of the trade-off you have to make.
0: Yeah, here's the way I look at it. And I love Von Miller probably... I would say I appreciate what he's done for the team more so Uh than the average. Once you hear the word appreciate, you know he's gone. Average fan, (laughs) yeah. But if I had to choose between him and Stafford right now to help this team, I would take Matthew Stafford. And it's because we've seen what a season looks like without Von Miller. That is this year. Yeah. And it is uh, about one or two losses worse than it was the year before, depending on – how they finish this season? I think Stafford makes you five wins better.
1: Four five wins, wins better. is a
0: lot. It is a lot, but
1: if- I think I think maybe if you add Stafford and you don't have like a cataclysmic injury situation, yeah, I think five is is uh, pretty reasonable there. I mean, Stafford alone being five wins, I think we're setting our expectations. Way too to I, p- Because people kind of assume that it's like, okay, he's, you know, he's been with the Lions his whole career. So uh, they're the only, you know, the only reason he's been held back is because he's been with the bad franchise. And I think that's the case a little bit. Uh, but he is still very much a, uh, he's, a he's, he's kind of an all or nothing quarterback where he actually, you know, I think he has a lot of the same problems that drew lock does where he's like he just throws some passes where you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, why'd he throw it off his back foot? But he'll also make these um, crazy throws. And he does, and he and he's more prolific than Locke, definitely. And he moves the ball, I think, a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, people are setting themselves up a little bit to be disappointed. I think you got to temper expectations a little Mm-mm. bit if you brought in a guy like Stafford. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I also understand uh, not doing that, though.
0: Yeah, I don't think they'll get Stafford. Um, but like Is the way I go look to the at the Patriots, it, what's that? Is he going to go to the Patriots? I mean, if I were Stafford, I don't know. I mean, if I if I was Matthew Stafford, I'd be looking at the Broncos' offensive personnel as a better landing spot than the Patriots right now. It's like absolutely. Who, yeah, who are you' they going to no, bring in? Totally right. And if Cortland Sutton gets healthy, he is the perfect receiver for Matthew Stafford. Like, yeah, he's Stafford, got that
1: Megatron. Uh, yeah. Just throw the not. We're not ball calling him Megatron, but like the the same build and.
0: Uh, it's a he's a jump ball dominator. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want. Um, you know, it's like Stafford this year hasn't even been great, but twenty three touchdowns to nine picks. He had. He was playing really well before he got hurt we said like it's last season night 2019 so his health is the biggest question there uh but i would i would i would risk what i know about matthew stafford over what i don't know about drew lock and it's not even a knock on drew lock like i think the right thing to do is to give him the chance to play next season and see where you're at at the end of year three because so much of this season was bullshit. Uh, but that said, the other guy I like in this conversation is Gardner Minshew. Um, I like him for, for a rootability factor. I like that he's safe with the football. The one thing Drew Locke has been terrible about is turnovers. And if you fix that, I think you get more wins. Um, And my questions about Gardner Minshew is like I like between what he did in college and what he's done at Jacksonville is he threw it all over the place uh, in college and it just feels like he plays too safe in Jacksonville or at least he has this year. I don't know if he's the right guy to mix with Pat Shermer's offense and if you want him to really open it up if that's the right fit there and that's why I think Matthew Stafford makes sense, but um I think for me to get behind somebody, I could easily get behind Gardner Minshew. And that would actually be a real competition between him and Drew Locke, I think, in terms of if Drew Locke's playing well and he stops throwing picks, then I think he's better than Gardner Minshew. But uh, if he continues to play this way and Minshew's been what we've seen, then I think that's a safer He's
1: he's got a higher ceiling than uh, Minshew, but – you know, how we're kind of tired about talking about that, like talking yeah. about higher ceilings and lower ceilings and whatever. We kind of just want to see it at this point. And Minshu, I feel like, uh, if you put them in there, you're just going to get what you get. And, and it's not like hidden ability or anything. It's kind of just all in the field there to see at the start. And that's a good and a bad thing because, um, you kind of know what you're getting. And at the same time, um, I don't feel like there's a ton of like room for improvement because his, his, his like physical skill set isn't crazy like Locke. Right. Um, so, you, but that could be a good thing for an offense that has a ton of talent and a, and a good defense. So maybe all you need is just kind of someone pretty steady.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> he just plays for such a hot, a terrible team right now. So, yeah, all the
1: all the Stafford things you could. Uh, put on Minshew times like two
0: yeah okay so the the last game he he started was against Baltimore Gardner Minshew uh-huh. uh, 75.9 completion percentage 226 yards two touchdowns zero picks uh and they lost 40 to 14 if well, what do you want um he got Michael sacked of- five times in that game okay uh but uh, like if If the Broncos were getting that from Drew Locke, uh, I feel like they win a couple extra games this year. If that's every week. The the problem with Gardner Minshew is, is he good enough to be that quarterback to score you more than the goddamn cursed 16 points every week or 20 points? Like, I don't know. I don't know that about him. Drew Locke can be that guy when he gets on a streak in a game. And even last week, like, looking back – at the game a little more closely, a lot of what went wrong wasn't really Drew Locke's fault, except he played, for he played better than he played better uh, than the, the, the box score is going to show you the, the Judy jobs were huge. The, but he's still that opening pick series still yeah. through that pick. So it's, you right. want to see that not be there. You want, <laughs> but yeah,
1: I don't know if you like coach that out of a guy too, either. I mean, yeah, everything I thought I knew about quarterbacks, and and coaching and like development and everything, the Josh like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes recently is like they've kind of just destroyed uh, everybody's notion of um, like prejudices against uh, quarterbacks with bad mechanics or this or that. Like if you get good enough coaching and and patience, it feels like you can just kind of iron out just about everything. Well, uh, I don't know about that. The mindset too, like the, you know, nothing's there and I'm just going to make a play regardless. Feels like locks got that a little bit. I don't know if you get rid of that, but feels like Josh Allen got rid of that. Like he had some of those what the fuck are you doing plays? Like, yeah, we're talking about a guy who uh, lateraled the ball to an offensive lineman in the playoffs last <laughs> year uh, in a tight game in the playoffs. And you look at Josh Allen and you go, I don't, like, I don't know. We'll see in the playoffs if he if he's, like, got that nervous energy
0: again. But I don't think he's going to do anything like that. No, that 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 playoff game, he looked lost at, at times. Um, the second yeah, I half, think, yeah. I think he's a different quarterback now. And I tweeted this, and it got posted in the Broncos Reddit. I think people thought I was criticizing Drew Locke. Uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't specifically referring to Drew Locke, but I said – Uh, I think Josh Allen is giving a lot of fans watching bad quarterback play false hope. And it's uh, because like, I think he's the exception to the rule and what has happened with him is to me an anomaly in terms of NFL QB play. You don't see a guy jump from even last year to this year. It's, It's insane. Like he's in the MVP conversation. That's how much better he is. It's coaching that he got weapons and he, whatever it is, it clicked with. Yeah. Him. I
1: think, he, I think he's too, like, I think he's second place, probably in MVP.
0: Right. He's right been now. that good and he's not throwing the ball. He's not forcing it. He knows where to go with the football. He's accurate. Like he changed those, those three things. And Drew Locke can learn like the defense. He can learn where to go with the football and i would say he looked more accurate in college than josh allen so there's a chance he can do that but it is rare that you see that happen and even yeah. like patrick mahomes like if you want to talk about mechanics and things being a little being off in college as a pro it's never been a problem so whatever it was it was i, I don't
1: know i disagree like i think it it actually it is a problem sometimes he still has like you watch him play and yeah, he, you know, he hits Tyree kill uh, 80 yards on the field and everything, but you can still see him like throw a swing pass to a running back and his feet are all fucked up and he sails it by like two yards and, like or just like hits the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um He makes all these plays off schedule and it kind of hides the fact that he's like, he kind of struggles with like the very simple stuff. Um, so that, like sometimes those things are always there, but it, you know, it's a matter of like, it's not about like what a guy can't do. Like all you want to do with football players is figure out what they can do and try to, you know, get the most out of that.
0: No, I agree. It's my whole point though, is like I was thinking about lots of quarterbacks and people, a lot of people are using Josh Allen as an example now of why uh, their guy can get better. And, I think a lot of players can get marginally better if you take your time with them. And I think Drew Locke might need two more seasons to get there. Like, um, you know, because he's, it still hasn't started. Yeah, he's not gonna get season and it's, it's going to take time and it's hard to be patient. My thing with Drew Locke though, is I'm not convinced he has it. Whatever it is, I'm not convinced of it. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying if I had to bet on him getting to be a really, really good quarterback, I would bet on no. But I said the same thing about Josh Allen. So uh, it it doesn't mean I'm right, but. Yeah. I would be more, if I were making the decision, I'd be more apt to, if I thought there was a better option, to take that chance is is what I'm saying.
1: Right. But. And. I think the lesson in the Josh Allen is not the Josh Allen thing is not that um, your quarterback can uh, uh, no matter how shitty he is, he can just kind of overnight turn into an MVP candidate. It's that uh, you have to, if you're going to make the investment, you have to put in the time. Yeah, and and let it uh, let it happen. Don't expect it. If you sign up for a project quarterback with the Bills did. When they took Josh Allen and with what the Broncos did with a significantly lower investment in the second round, but you're still signing up for a project quarterback. uh, Don't expect it to be good right away. And I think kind of what fucked up Drew Locke is that, you know, he is a project quarterback, but he came in and played uh, pretty well as a rookie in his last five games. And people like, well – Uh, He's ready to go. Like I expect, um, I believe that (laughs) greatness now. And Colin Cowherd's like he's a dark horse. Yeah, you
0: know he's an MVP candidate out of all the second year quarterbacks. If there's one man to blame for Drew Locke not living up to expectations, Colin Cowherd. One hundred percent, Colin Cowherd. If you got a complaint, mail it to him because he cursed him by saying that shit, and then he cursed him by doing the other shit about the dancing on after Drew Locke's basically one of his best quarters of football ever. So are we
1: are we jealous of Colin Cowherd for probably knowing significantly less about football? Yeah. But um yeah being on you know ESPN and Fox yep. and making yep. significantly
0: more millions of dollars. Give me than I, and Will say yes. Give Will and I the exact same platform as Colin Cowherd and the same patience. You would we'll ask me, Drew Locke, two years, give us two years on that platform, and we will fucking own Cowherd. We'll be, oh, whatever his ratings are, we'd be above it, guaranteed. And I won't even say fuck to do it. I can do it without fucks. You don't we'll think I'm clean. man enough to do it without fucking? You don't think I can not fuck my way to the top? I will unfuck us to the top. No scams I... about it.
1: isn't the the like the scam caller id really just it's one of of my favorite inventions inventions ever yeah yeah for all all the you know mind control that apple's been doing um they really they got that one right
0: yeah i don't even care that my information's being sold like i want shit presented to me that the big companies think i like it makes my life easier I get so much
1: like my Instagram is full of like ads for like throwback NFL shirts and, and jer- <laughs> jerseys and like uh, yeah. jackets and I'm like you know what this is correct like I have my reservations about the whole operation in general but fuck it it works it really works um, yeah it does I just think we should I think we should get paid for our data
0: yeah no that's and fair they should pay it. if if the companies that are selling uh, it are getting paid then uh, yeah yeah we should get a cut of that shit yeah too. so uh
1: the thing with cowherd is
0: i, I don't know we just we're just maybe we
1: should start just becoming like a take show and just once a what's an episode hit a really outrageous take because like these guys are if you watch their show front to front to back which i try not to do most of the time yeah it's um, hard most of it's like pretty rational yeah but then they'll just out of nowhere they'll just drop like a nuclear bomb that uh that makes the rounds on like twitter and and youtube and everything and that drives the engagement um but you get into the show itself and most of it's like pretty vanilla and like pretty reasonable and um you feel like you might even be learning something but yeah uh, i've always had a hard time the take so perfectly in there
0: No, it's it's like uh, you and I would talk. Say we talked, you know, this whole episode, Broncos, uh, the Bills, and then we did three minutes where I said I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is the third best quarterback in the league, and I was like, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, then Patrick Mahomes, and it'd be like Patrick, if I could even get him in out of the top five, and it's like. Patrick Mahomes isn't even a top five QB in the NFL. That would be like what people clicked on and then yeah. uh, you know, but I, like I don't want to do that shit because I could convince right. myself of that too. Like I could convince myself of that take because there's a handful of very good quarterbacks out there, but like it's a, it's just a it's a game I'm not good at playing. I don't think it's a slippery of slope. No, we we just can't
1: help but uh, be the most intelligent level-headed people it's not our uh, fault we're so smart in this industry yeah we can't help it i don't know yeah. we, we're just too collected and um yeah like, just, yeah just smarter than everyone else really smarter and funnier
0: this podcast should and, be why the broncos should fire john elway right now and trade yeah. drew lock for um um know, straight Matt up or for something. julio jones yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, because he's on the trading block, and then we're piecing together all these relevant issues. Yeah. All right. So, one thing I wanted to touch on really quick, and it is currently the 30th of December. Um, By my math, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. See, so 2020 is about to be over. I wanted to ask you what is the best moment of 2020 for the Broncos? And what's the worst? And I feel like the second part is a little easier. So, okay. Maybe we'll start with what's the worst?
0: Well, let me start with the best, which is DraftKings okay. Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, which is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your kitchen, your toilet, your bedroom, your car. Uh, All the places you can go without worrying about other things. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet. Well, I bet you could get to the end if you were dedicated enough. From live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. Draft King to safe. It's reliable. It's secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Best moment for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Let me think. Let me think. Do you know what your best is
1: already? All 2020. So of all 2020. Starting, yeah, back
0: before the
1: regular season finale. Probably Colin
0: Cowherd saying Drew Lock would be an MVP candidate. Yeah. <laughs> that son of a bitch got me. Um I would say the Panthers game, Drew Lock throwing four touchdowns, yeah. zero picks and making us feel like for the first time the offense was heading in the right direction. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Panthers game.
1: I was actually gonna. I think I was gonna say that. Well, then that's, so, that solidifies it. Yeah, and I thought about the Chargers game too, but it was so shitty for three quarters that I can't. I can't quite do that. Yeah, the Panthers game just felt so complete and and yeah. just easy to watch and fun. Uh, if I were to go off the field, I think it would be able to – it would be uh, drafting Jerry Judy in the first round because I never thought they'd be able to get him. Yeah. And that, like – because they – I think they – I thought that they nailed free agency, which I still think they did. Um, you just can't account for, like, the Jarrell Casey stuff. Yeah. But and, – and Boye and Callahan and everything. Uh, but at <laughs> that point – that was like the like peak off-season A-plus grade. We the had whole Brandon McManus on.
0: And maybe the off-season felt more promising because it's, you know, we were like uh, well, free agency is right when COVID started to hit, but the, the draft, we're two months into it, so then you pile free yeah. agency with this promising draft – And maybe you get a little too excited because you just need we needed something to believe in,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah, no, and I don't like I don't regret getting super excited at that point.
0: I'll Um, do it again this year. I do it every year. If we didn't,
1: you know, we're all locked in our homes, and if we didn't have something to get excited about, um, you know, someone's going to put their head in the oven. And but to couple that, like I think the worst moment was. You were on a podcast with uh, the Titans guys. I was sitting on my couch doing nothing, and we find out that Von Miller um, not even tears his ACL, but something crazy like I can't even remember what it was. Rolled his
0: ankle and tore some ligaments in his ankle. Yeah, tore what?
1: ligaments in his ankle. And at that point, it just kind of just – it zapped all the energy. Yeah, of, that was it like rained on the parade.
0: It was during the walkthrough in the, the second to last practice before their first game. Um,
1: yeah, it just set the tone for the entire season. No, it back. did.
0: I'll agree with that as the worst moment because that moment was so bad that I was already numb. And so Jarrell Casey goes down. Don't it, it hurts? Sutton. But I'm like, okay, well. I was already, already lowered my expectations because Vaughn got hurt. Uh, Drew Locke gets hurt week two. Okay. Uh, that was tough, though. Cortland Sutton tears his ACL quietly in a game, and you learn after it's torn. Mike Purcell, one of the best stories on the team done for the season. Oh, yep. Albert O tears his fucking ACL. Super
1: exciting to watch for like three games.
0: Yep, and then you get corner after corner doing it it was just i'm
1: i'm getting like kind of excited about next season just hearing about all the all the shit that went wrong this season. oh yeah
0: it's it, it was so bad that we've just gotten used to it you know what i mean yeah it's like you've yeah. been diagnosed with a, a really painful disease that won't kill you yeah. but it just hurts every day to have
1: and after I a think... while
0: the pain's just there and you just live with it
1: yeah no, exactly. We we just get used to it. Um, I I think that it's so devastating to have all that happen this year, and not not to get serious for a second, but in just like one of the worst years of, uh, I don't like, I don't. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say this wasn't the worst year of your life, because you had a you had a daughter. Yeah, uh, I had a kid. Regardless of everything, My business else is going
0: on exactly the same if not better than it was last year because I'm on YouTube. Like I got really lucky with that. There's people that support this channel. Like they Patreon gives the people give me money. I still have sponsors somehow. So yeah, like it was a good year for me. And it's weird to say that when, you know, it's been such a, it's been bad in that we do have a daughter, but we can't see my wife's family's in Oregon and We were going to have them come out for Christmas, but we didn't because that's when shit got weird again. And so they haven't like her parents haven't met, you know, their granddaughter yet. It's their first granddaughter, my family, we've seen, but way less than we normally would. And those sound insignificant if you're talking about like people losing their businesses or their jobs, but like on a human level, like not being around that you love as frequently as, as you'd like to. And like, I'm a recluse anyway during football season because I work so much. It was just even more than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's overall, I would say a pretty shitty year and most people are going to agree with that for many reasons and we won't go too deep down that rabbit hole, but yeah, it was not a good year for the, the thing you need to escape some of the bullshit that goes on in the real world, uh, to be <laughs> terrible. <Right. laughs> To be
1: really bad. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I agree with you too, because I've definitely had worst years in, in my life. And, but at the same time, like, um, this year has just sucked in a way that you can't compare to anything else. No. Uh, at least in in our lifespan. Um, you know, like I'm, uh, I, like, I feel like I'm, I'm 24 and I, I might as well be 45 because I don't really get to experience uh, all the fun things about, you know, being my age right yeah yeah but at the same time like uh, a lot of good stuff's happened like you know i am having the best year of my career at this point and um yeah like I, I like the apartment i moved into and all that cool stuff but uh damn like it would have been such a, a nice distraction to have a good sports
0: team just competitive or like just in any sport just I mean, the AFC is crazy. So even if they're at 10 wins, they'd probably be on the outside right now. But it would have been nice if once... Just have
1: meaningful games games late in the season. We haven't had a meaningful game late
0: in the season uh, in so long. No, it's... uh, You know, and if I'm going to be real picky here, I feel like my YouTube could be doing a lot better if the Broncos were good. Yeah. People lose interest quick when the team is not good. Yeah, um, I don't blame them. And I feel like I know what I'm doing now so much better than I did when the last time they were good. I'm just waiting, <laughs> yeah. waiting to fucking ride that wave with, like, the fans and yeah, like, hype up the players instead of, like, having to acknowledge that, you know, one guy sucked really bad this week and I'm trying to find nice ways to, <laughs> to make jokes about it. Like, I don't want to give Jerry Judy the defense – Big dick defensive player of the week award because he dropped five passes. But like I can't not acknowledge how bad the game was. Uh that said, like don't be one of those people going to their Twitter accounts and telling them they suck. Like
1: Yeah, that's okay. That was something that I didn't I didn't write down, but I wanted to talk about. So fucked Uh, up. I know like yeah, he was he fucking blew it in the Chargers game. And it's you know, it's obvious. Um, he also had a lot of nice plays in that game, but he totally got in his head and it, it went from his brain to his hands uh, in that order. And you could just tell like it kept piling on uh, and it probably cost them the game. Like they probably win. Yeah. If he doesn't have all those drops. He's the number one
0: and reason they lost. Not the only but reason, I don't just the number care. one reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, For that game. Like at the same point, um, it wasn't, like, a game that mattered. Nope. And I still think Judy's really, really good, yeah. and I'm, I'm not concerned long-term about it unless, like, he really, really gets in his head about it. I think the drops uh, are
0: always going to be a little bit of a thing, but I don't think they'll be like yeah, this. Yeah, I mean,
1: it happens. You know, it happens. But, um, yeah, there's people, like, well, should we trade him? Like, bust Yeah, all this shit.
0: I just don't understand the – the mindset of people somebody, like go after him like on
1: Twitter, yeah. and people think he's a shithead because he, because of that. Like, at least I got my conditioning in. Yeah, tweet from which a few weeks ago.
0: I still, I still think it's funny. I still think yeah. he should tweet it. I don't give a fuck what a player tweets unless he tweets something like my head coach is stupid. This team sucks because of him. Then that's yeah, you know, that's not the type of. He's guy also you want like to he's he's what twenty one. Yeah, like you just look, I tweet so much shit. I will never criticize a player for tweeting things about the game that they play. Uh, It's part of who they are now. Like social media is integrated into a part of their life and it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah.
1: And then it's like a part of business too.
0: Yeah. It's like, we talked about with Juju Smith Schuster and the dancing, he can do it all he wants. Like who cares? That does not. I do. I do not believe that it affects like the way a guy plays in the football game. Um, but it's okay to criticize it and make fun of it. Yeah. But I'm not going to Juju Smith-Schuster and saying you're bad because you did this dance. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like it becomes a whole part of the. It's like part of the spectacle, and I like it. Yeah. Like I like and the when irony. Say weird things. Right.
1: The irony too is. We're pissed off, or I don't know, pissed off. Like, We, we see that clearly uh, a really good player is having a really bad game, uh, and the mental part is a huge factor why that happened. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to do, because we're frustrated, is yeah. tell him how much he sucks.
0: Yeah, go mess with this uh, mental on the only,
1: Yeah, on the only platform that we can. So we're going to just compound the issue. Um, and obviously, like, if you're Jerry Judy, just don't go on like no. Twitter or anything for no. a month or something. It's a double edged <laughs> like,
0: sword. Uh, um, really delete
1: the app and stuff, but it's still good. It's gonna find his way, um, to him. So, yeah, I don't know. Just give it a little fucking time and give him cut him some slack. A, no one that listens to this show is, uh, an idiot like that. When no you know, people here are good, but, but if you go on like, um, <laughs> i made the mistake of like someone posted a screenshot of like you know it's like fan groups on facebook yeah those are where the most just the dumbest most cancerous takes originate it's it's really a swamp and someone was talking about like trading jerry judy already and uh like jerry oh jerry droppy and get him off my team and stuff you guys are fucking morons i right. rip
0: somebody. Go rip. Go rip Jeff Driscoll. Okay.
1: Go find someone who deserves it, like Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It's funny because like, uh, that the Judy drop game. Like I remember the same thing happening to me, and it was either late. It was either my last year in middle school or my first year in high school. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, I forgot how to catch a football. Like. Yeah. I think it was I think it was 8th grade because I played quarterback and but I like I didn't have the best arm yet because my hands were small and the ball was still a little slippery so it was kind of dicey and the footballs were old and didn't have grip on them. So they'd bring in like the tall kid when they wanted to throw long passes and then they put me at wide receiver to catch passes. Uh-huh. Uh and then like at practice, I feel like I dropped a couple easy ones and then I dropped some easy ones in the game. And I remember it happened like two weeks in a row. I dropped balls in the game and I, I've like freaked out thinking I would never know how to catch a football again. And it's like this weird mental thing. And I know it like comparing a pro football game to a fucking eighth grade football game is stupid. I realize that, but I'm trying to say like, yeah, I understand the mental state you can get in when you make a mistake. And it's not because you're not good. It's just because something's, they call it the yips, right? But something mm-hmm. goes wrong and all of a sudden you're in your own head about it and you don't necessarily know how to fix it, especially during a game. But right. eventually I learned to catch again and it was fine. Like I've made it yeah, to the pros. But obviously. you got to be careful
1: with it too, because it can be, it can be, the yips can be terminal. Like Ricky Ankeel, who was uh, a pitcher, in the major leagues i forget for which team uh when he was pitching but he was a good pitcher and eventually just started he got the yips and just couldn't even get it like couldn't even uh hit the catcher like was throwing (laughs) it to the backstop on every single pitch Right. and luckily for him he transitioned he just stopped pitching and Made the switch uh, to outfield and became like a pretty a pretty good outfielder for the rest of his career, uh, which is a pretty rare thing. It would be like it'd be like Jerry Judy, uh, not even switching to defensive back. It'd be like if he played quarterback or something, <laughs> and and turned into like a, a decent quarterback. Right. But uh, you got to be careful with it. So what I was thinking, like I I heard it on the Stokely show on the radio. But it's like how do you – if you're the Broncos or you're like Pat Shermer Vic Fangio and you want to kind of fix that or reassure him, do you like deliberately throw a pass to him on the first play of the game or do you let it kind of happen organically?
0: I mean, I think you talk to Judy, see where he's at. But I feel like he's the kind of guy who wants the opportunity again. Uh, So, yeah, I go right back to him right away. Yeah, like you have nothing to lose right now. <laughs> the game doesn't fucking matter. So try to get him right as quick as you can. Um Right.
1: I feel like though if you if you throw it to him and he and drops he, it, like a first play and he just it goes right through his hands, then we yeah, you know, he might get it. Yeah, that's why I say deep.
0: you talk to Judy. Like, then hey, you have you the wanna... whole
1: off then you have the whole off season to think about the last two games. That's true. So what I would do is I would do that little Tyree Kill touch pass play on like the first or second play of the game Uh, where like he basically can't drop it like it's just right it's like you know a couple feet uh in the air if he drops it then he's really got a problem um but it's like such a high percentage play and it's you know it could turn into something big uh, and it could just build his confidence just a little bit and he could focus on something else for a second if, it feels like, well, even though I had my drops, like I can still contribute in some way.
0: If I would uh, do that, like just a little bubble screen or something. It's what's crazy is like if you take away uh some drops this season, the Broncos probably win three more games. They probably beat the Titans with the without the Judy drops. They probably beat the Steelers without without the Albert O drops, and then they probably beat the Chargers in that game. So like they're it's at the what?
1: Steelers. The Albert O. drops against the Steelers. Was that the Steelers? I'm trying to... I think he was dropping against the Patriots.
0: Uh, they still, still won, won that game. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I think... Maybe it was like a... Hamilton or... Maybe. Hamilton something. It was just like I, don't a, know.
0: I forget. Something. I thought
1: it was Albert O., but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but they've
0: had so much bad... It is. They're all young guys. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Hawk's going to make mistakes because he's a young quarterback. Judy's going to make mistakes because he's a rookie. Albert O is a rookie. Like, that shit happens. And the problem for Broncos fans is it feels like this stuff has been happening every year. It's like, just fix these right. little things. And these mistakes, if they go away, they're pretty good. And they're
1: yeah, it's just there. like, a, it's a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah. They get like doing that you got to just create a team you got to build a team that withstands uh like injury and, and yeah. bad luck and you got to make that. it through those phases <clears throat> yeah and usually like the best way to do that is coaching and i yeah. think they have like i think they have great defensive coaching that clearly um until the injuries just got like the bills game like that bad i think they they found a way to coach through yeah no the they problems. did bad luck but they're facing
0: and really what you hope for next season is that the injuries are more on a normal scale where okay yeah. maybe von miller misses you know two or three games because it's a hamstring he's not done for the whole season maybe Cortland sutton you got to play with for out with you know without a week or so like normal teams lose like maybe one or two important players max for the whole season there's key and role players you're kind of shuffling a little bit throughout the year but for the most part like you're not trying there's to compensate COVID, there's for no covet
1: to yeah. worry about
0: yeah no i didn't even fucking mention the, the COVID game in this that might have been the best moment because i got my best video out of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough and uh I, it I, takes the sting out of it. Yeah, I beat the NFL on it, so. Oh really? They yeah, released their be- they released their claims because it's fair use. So, I'm just waiting for the actual money to come in for that video.
1: Does YouTube but, just like send you a big plastic check? Yeah, it's a NFL? giant
0: check like Happy Gilmore I've requested.
1: Check. How do you cash the? Can you cash those on like the app, or do you have to find like a, like a, uh, an ATM? That's proportionally sized.
0: Yeah, they got they got big ATMs. You just got to go to like the Costco.
1: You have to like use your whole hand to press each of the buttons because it's that big. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's
0: like a whack-a-mole, but with your hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's good for today. We'll be back next week, and in through the playoffs. Try to get get a more views. Dan
1: Mitchell from the from the. the bills uh i don't really know who he is to be honest but uh he's got a bill's youtube
0: channel uh there's another guy i'm gonna reach out to but uh we'll be here every week throughout the offseason uh usually we do every other week but this year we're going balls out we have
1: sponsorships and partnerships and legal obligations that we have to fulfill so you're getting us once a goddamn week whether you like it or
0: not correct Good night and good luck. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to
1: $1,000.
0: For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.